Okay, Rabbi Yisrael, Parashas Yisroi, the Shabbos of Kabbalah Satayra. Ah, what a beautiful Shabbos. We hear the Aseris Adibrois. It's a beautiful thing this week. And I'd like to mention a topic based on this week's parasha, and specifically the Aseris Adibrois, which I believe could be and is very relevant to many of our lives. Okay? What a beautiful parasha, Rabbi Yisrael. What a beautiful parasha. There's so much going on. You know, there's just so much going on. But let, let's let's concentrate, let's home in on one specific idea which I believe we can walk away with. And as you know, in these Chomish Shurim on a Thursday, we try to pick a specific topic, an idea about what we can walk away from this week's parasha with. So we have the Aseris Adibros, and there's no question that the Aseris Adibros are definitely of the highlight of the Yiddishkeit and of Torah, and it's sort of like the foundation. It's like if you have the Aseris Adibrois, everything else sort of comes from there. So like, if we look at the Aseris Adibrois and we would study each and every one of them, which perhaps we should do. It's a wonderful idea, but I actually was thinking about it. Maybe we should go through each of the Aseris Adibrois and study them really well and understand how they pertain to our lives on a very practical level. But even if we don't do that, we all understand very clearly that the Aseris Adibrois is definitely the focus of the Torah, the focus of Yiddishkeit, and that will sort of shed some light on the idea that I want to speak about, because if we would go through any of the Aseris Adibrois, we should be able to pinpoint how important this is in our lives. Okay? So, let's discuss um, one of them. As I said, we really should go through all of them and see how they're fundamental they are for our lives and for Yiddishkeit in general. But let's discuss just one of them. We've got in the Aseris Adibros, we begin, Rabbi Sai, Rabbi Sai. We've got in the Aseris Adibros, we begin, Anoichi Hashem, like, this is, I mean, that's the greatest thing in the world. To recognize that the Rabbi Nishalaylam is the creator of the world. He took us out of Mitzrayim. No other gods. Shabbos Kodesh, Kibbut Aveim, don't kill, don't steal. And we're talking about some of the basic ideas and fundamentals and foundations of Yiddishkeit, and not only of Yiddishkeit, but of basic normal life. So there's so much to be said about each and every one of them. I'd like to go to the end. Let's go right to the end and understand the last of the Aseris Adibris. Okay? The last of the Aseris Adibris. Where the Apostle says, Rabbi Isai, if I just, okay, yeah? The last of the Aseris Adibris, Rabbi Isai, Perichov, don't be jealous of the house of your friend. His wife, his servant, his maid servant, his cow, his ox, his cow, and everything he has. So over here we have the Posik and the Torah that's clearly telling us not to be jealous of somebody else. And that's a very interesting thing. If I would look at the Aseris Adibris, I would almost say that this is the exception to all of the other ones. That's what I would say. And the reason I would say that is because all of the other ones seem to be the most fundamental, foundational principles of Yiddishkeit and of life, that without them we cannot survive. Imagine having a world of Yidden that don't realize and recognize that the Rabboni Shalom is the creator of the world. Imagine if Yiddishkeit wouldn't have Shabbos Kodesh. I mean, these are just basic principles, right? And yet, one of them seems to be an exception. 
And that seems to be this one. And that is that we ought to be jealous. Now, I get very much that jealousy is a bad thing. It's not a positive midah, it's not a positive character trait. I get that, Motcha, right? But I don't get that jealousy is a principle of the world. That jealousy is a yesoid of Yiddishkeit. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how that sort of fits in with the rest. It's almost like you've got nine of the ten that are like the most earth-shattering, incredibly important commandments, and then you've got jealousy. That seems to make no sense that it fits into the rest of the list. Is there anyone with me with the question? I think it's a very, I think it's a very important question. I think it's a fundamental question, and I think we have, either we're missing something, or maybe there's an explanation that we can give that perhaps will shed some light on that. And that's what I'd like to do today. And the question I'll tell you, by the way, goes a little bit deeper. The question goes deeper because this is an astonishing statement from Reb Chaim Vital. Reb Chaim Vital writes the following. He says that the 10th commandment, right, the one that we're dealing with today, the 10th and final commandment is actually, right, the most important that it carries the weight of all of the other nine combined. Now it makes more, no, you know, more no, no sense. I don't understand this. One thing we can understand is it's an important thing. Yeah, it's good not to be jealous. It's a wonderful midah not to be jealous. That's great. But why it fits in with the other nine and it's considered to be the ten, one of the ten commandments, I don't understand. And number two, Rabbi Chaim Vital tells us that because it's at the end, it's the last one, it carries the weight of all of the other nine put together. They're all resting on this one, number 10, which is not to be jealous. Huh? What's so bad? Again, I get it, it's bad. But why is this a fundamental of Yiddishkeit? Why is this so important, Yaakov Tzvi? That's the question, right? So that is the question that I'd like to deal with today, because I think it's very, very important. And I think that we're going to hopefully come out with the idea that will help us all with our own lives, because after all, that's what we're doing here, right? We're, we're not here just to learn Chumash. We're here to see how the Chumash talks to us in every generation, and in every situation, the Torah has a mahalach, a method, and an answer for everything. Okay? So this is the answer, and we'll expound on it. Rabbi Nachem Mikanti explains that when a person, in a nutshell, Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi, this is the answer, that when a person is jealous of somebody else's possessions, when a person wants that which is not his, then essentially, he's admitting that he does not believe in the Rabbani Shalom. And I'll explain. When a person really believes, and I'll explain, Mati, I'll explain. When a person really believes, and I'm talking about a deep, real, emethika belief, that the Rabbani Shalom created him, created the world, and created him with everything he needs to serve Hashem, he will never be jealous of somebody else. Why? Because if I understand with a clarity that I was created by the Rabbi Shalom with every bit of possession, money, strength, weaknesses, to serve Hashem for what I am put down in this world to do, then if I am jealous of somebody else for what he has, whether it's money, whether it's health, whether it's power, whether it's situation, position, whatever it is, then I'm openly admitting that there's no belief in Rabbi Shalom because I want what he has and therefore I want it and I don't have it. But if we honestly worked on this Nakuda, Moish, where we honestly believe, 
where we honestly believe in the Rabbani Shalalam, that He created the world and everything in it, and He created me with everything I need to serve Hashem, why am I jealous of somebody else? That makes no sense. Elamai, the answer is that if we believe in Hashem, we'll never be jealous of anybody else. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Rav Desla, Rav Desla writes in Mechtab Melio the following idea. Simple idea. He says, you know, we live in a world where people are sometimes jealous of others. They see their car, they see their house, they see their vacation, they see their knowledge, their brain power, or their money, whatever it may be. He said, there's one thing. Very interesting. There is one thing, Yakutsvi, there is one thing that no one is ever jealous of anyone else. There is one thing. You know what that is? Somebody else's glasses. Nobody is ever jealous of somebody else's glasses. You know why? Because either I don't need glasses, and therefore why am I jealous that he has glasses, or I have glasses, I, won't, I don't want to be jealous of your glasses because those are made specifically for you with your prescription for what you need for your eye problem and therefore it fixes your situation. So therefore, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second. Let's, let's, let's expound, let's understand the idea. Let's understand the idea. Glasses is something that no one is jealous. And again, I'm not discussing the frames and the money. I'm talking about the fact that he has glasses, wearing glasses, and the prescription that he has in the lenses in his eyes. Nobody's jealous of because they realize that that is tailor-made for that person. And therefore, one second, one second. Let's, let's try to develop the idea, okay? And therefore, I'm never jealous of someone because I fully understand that he has the prescription that he needs and I have the prescription that I need. We recognize that a lens has been tailor-made for that person in order to fix and be able to allow him to read in that case. And therefore, if we develop this idea, Rabbi Isai, that everything our neshama has, has been tailor-made in a prescription for us in this world to enable us to accomplish the reason and the mission that we were sent onto this world, then how can you be jealous of somebody else that he has something you don't have? You obviously don't need it. Hashem didn't give it to you because that's not your mission in the world. And if you are jealous of him, then what that means is you are openly admitting that there's no Rabboni Shalom and he obviously doesn't know how to create the world and keep the world going because if I would have needed it, I would have had it. The answer is, when we work on this idea of our emunah and betochen, that answers everything. And by the way, that's a, well, one second. That's the answer. That's the answer why it is number one in the Aserah Debris and number two why it's the last one and carries according to Chaim Vital the weight of all other nine commandments. Because if you have this, you have everything. That means that once a person has worked on the middle of jealousy, meaning he worked on the idea that the Rabbi created the world and created him with exactly what he needs in a good way and a bad way, Meaning, with everything that he has in a positive way and in a negative way, then you have everything. Then you have Anoichi Hashem. Then you have everything that you can possibly need, Rabbi Sai. The idea is that jealousy is not just not to be jealous of that one thing that he has. But it's part of a greater picture. Because it enables us to understand what goes on behind the jealousy. And that's something we have to work on it. Because people that struggle 
with jealousy are not really struggling with jealousy. They're struggling with the fundamental idea that the Rebunshim created the world and is running the world and everything in there is perfect. And therefore, and therefore, when sometimes a person is jealous, he has to understand and see where it's really coming from. Where it's actually coming from. Because if we would recognize that the Rabboni Shalolam sent us down on this world for a specific mission that only we can accomplish, nobody else can accomplish this, Moti, then what? Then everything we're given in this world, starting from our parents, to our parnasa, to our health situations, to our environment, to our siblings, to our rebellion, to everything, is specifically tailor-made for the prescription that we need to be in this world. Now, a lot of people struggle with this, by the way. What I'm saying is what they say, easier said than done. But I want to give you an idea, which is a famous idea. It actually comes from the Heiliger Satmar Rebbe, where the Satmar Rebbe said this idea, and it's an important idea. I've said this in different different formats, that the Torah writes a very interesting notion. If you look, if you look at the parasha this week, how the Torah writes the Issa of being jealous in the Asaras Adibrois, the Torah says, the Torah says like this, Loisachmoid beis reyecha, so the Torah has just given us a huge list of what we should not be jealous of other people. A very specific moish and detailed list of what we have to not be jealous of, right? But then look what the Torah says. The Torah says, And everything he has. If you just told us the list, why are you saying everything? And if you're saying everything, why are you giving us the list? Because often we'll look at somebody else and we'll see his financial situation, his vacations, his car, his houses, his strengths, his physical strengths. We'll see his emotional strengths. We'll see his chachma, his wisdom, his Torah, his speech, whatever it may be. And we get jealous. And we look at somebody else and say, oh, I wish I had that. You know what the Torah is telling us? Don't only be jealous of the specifics. The house, the car, the, all those things. Look at someone's whole picture. Because when you look at somebody else's whole picture, you'll realize there's nothing to be jealous of. Because when you look, you, we don't understand what someone else is going through. We don't see somebody else's challenges. We often only see the good parts. We only see the positive. Because unfortunately, that's what people express and they show. And that's what social media also shows. They only show the good parts. Nobody shows the bad parts, right? When was the last time somebody posted on their status or on their Facebook or whatever it may be, they posted like, you know, uh, oh, I had a terrible argument with my wife or the supper went really, really bad tonight. They only seem to post the good stuff, the restaurants, the vacations and everything else. I say, I say, they only post that. That's what we see, right? Because that's what social media makes us see, right? And by the way, for those of you that are not familiar um, there's a new app called Be Real, right? It's a very, very, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting app. It was explained to me about 15 minutes ago that both lenses on your camera work at the same time. So when you get that notification, you're impressed. When you get that notification, you take the picture, it shows exactly where you are front and back. It's true, right? And then everyone, your friends can comment on it, right? You know how it goes, right? What does that mean? What am I trying to do? I would like to show my life how good it is so you could be jealous and say, well, I wish I would have had that meal. I wish I would have had that, that vacation. I don't have it. Whatever it is. The point is that we're living in a world 
where everyone is showing only the good. If you ever are jealous of somebody else, if you ever see someone else and say, I wish I had that, there are two things. Number one, work on your emunah. Work on your emunah in the Rabbani Shalom to understand that if you have something or if you don't have something, it's because the Rabbani Shalom understood that that's what you need or don't need to serve the Rabbani Shalom. And if you don't have it, it means you don't need it. And it won't be good for you. Because guess what? If it was good for you, the Rabbani would give it to you. He has no problem. He has the ability to do anything in the world. He's the ability. He wants to help you. He loves you. He cares for you. wants the best for you. So why didn't he give it to you? The answer is it's not good for you. Now, we may think it's good for us. We may have every reason in the book why it's good for us. And we live sometimes with this idea that if only I would have better brains, more money, better parents, better rebellion, easier siblings, million different things. Oh, my life will be Gavaldi. No, no, no. We spoke about this many times because I believe we need to speak about this. If we have something or we don't have something, it's because the Rebbe didn't give it to us because he didn't feel the need for it. So number one, jealousy is the fundamental of Yiddishkeit. It's the last of the Aseris Adibros because it accomplishes everything. That when we have Amunah in Hashem, Betachen in Hashem, I'm not saying it's easy by the way. <laughs> it's a lifetime of work. We have to work on it, but we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere of recognizing whatever we have and whatever we don't have is from the Rabbi Shalom. And therefore, number one, work on the Muna. And number two, realize that what you're seeing, the picture perfect of somebody else's marriage and somebody else's situation, it's not MS. It's not really true. It's not true. It's all fake. It's all made up. They're posting the good stuff. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't know what goes on. And I can tell you that from dealing with many different situations for many different people. People don't know. And I'll have people come to me saying, that boy, that couple, wow, I wish. And I smile. Obviously, I don't say anything because I cannot. But I smile thinking, if only you knew. If only you knew what's going on behind this, behind that. You don't know. And you know what? We don't need to know. But we have to live with the idea that the Aseris Adibros are the fundamentals and principles of all Yiddishkeit. The last one accomplishes everything. And that's jealousy. Because that's Emunah Nashem. Belief that the Rabbi created us and created us the way he wanted to create us in the way that we can accomplish our tachas in this world. Live this, breathe this, and if you do this, Rabbi Sai, I'll have a very successful time.